Ever heard a song and thought, wow, that sounds exotic, I wonder where it's from? The answer might be more complicated than you think. Es gibt nichts Interessantes hier, die Ruinen von Atlantis nur, aber keine Spur von dir. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, spreche ein bisschen Deutsch, Shepard, and this is... Mitchell Manley, excited to hear Amy try to pronounce some of these words. <laughs> well, a lot of them are not in German, so... Yeah. I'm... Yeah, you already know I'm going to have some issues. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the ones we ended up with are mostly American pronounceable. Um, <laughs> but there might be a few a few stumbling blocks along the way. We'll do our best. Just just forgive us all. Um, this was literally something I came up with because I wanted to shoehorn in a song. <laughs> Hey, I got no problem with that. Yeah. That's pretty much how I come up with themes every week, and I just don't mention it, you know? Yeah, and it's also been a while since we did, like, a a non-English American-based episode, so I'm right. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what song did you bring for our, like, non-English-based whatever episode? So, first up, I've got Wednesday Campanella's Aladdin. <laughs> So my buddy Frank brought this tune to the show a couple of years ago, and I still jam it all the time. Musically, it's kind of a mix of like synthwave and J-pop and kind of Japanese hip-hop. And it's, it's this really tough combination to pull off well, but they just bounce around with so much flair and attitude, you really can't help but groove along, even if you can't really understand all the words. Uh, I never really listened to the rest of the album, uh, but I'll definitely have to add that to my never-ending list, because if this song is any indicator, I need a lot more Wednesday Campanella in my life. So I do have to just like straight up admit, I didn't realize that we'd, uh, it'd been like a couple of years since we had this song on because I know I've listened to it multiple times since then. It is a, I want to groove to cleaning my house song and you know, yeah, like I very rarely clean my house, but when I do, I listen to something like this. Uh, it's an absolute bop and yeah, like also can we talk about like the double entendres this is um this song actually has the english translation at the bottom of the video and it it's kind of a dirty song about cleaning. it is in the video <laughs> and the video is also got some innuendo happening so <laughs> yeah, there's there's some definite cleaning of um some objects and uh it, it takes place in a bowling alley <laughs> and so there's bowling balls getting rubbed down and there's bowling pins getting rubbed down and being knocked and, over and hiding yeah, naked lady bits and stuff very 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 sensual 
very lascivious. It's some sexy bowling ball time. Right. When I think bowling, I think sexy time anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Either way, effing jam. This week, I brought, this was my shoehorn in song. Uh, I brought Sheeran David's Ice. That's it. Weil der Christian mich verehrt Für dich ist mein zu wenig schon viel Weil sich der Radius meines Standards Meter weit zieht I absolutely love Pastiche as much as the next girl And this is so much Pastiche She is um, an Iranian, Lithuanian, German rapper Who was a former YouTuber And there's like I didn't, you know, it takes a minute Like YouTube is different all around the world And so I guess this just like points that out That she is like a massively popular or was a massively popular German YouTuber. She went on to like whatever version of American Idol that Germany had. She studied opera performance and you know the fact that she makes this like German hip-hop with like some voice uh I don't know alteration stuff just it means that it was a very specific choice. It's not that she can't reach the notes she just decided to go with that texture. I loved catchy trashy capitalist music and yeah i just somebody feels baller and they're gonna talk about name brands and dollar bills and be sexy about it i just like it it's fascinating to me that this is a whole thing it also shows how much english is really understood throughout much of europe because all of the english words that are incorporated into this german rap and i, I just love this trashiness it's great yeah, I must say I never thought that I'd hear this amount of crunk coming out of Germany. Uh, I'm sure the Iranian and Lithuanian heritage probably led to some pretty eclectic tastes for a young Sharon David. Uh, the song is called Ice, which kind of reflects that appreciation for the more materialistic, kind of wealth-obsessed strain of American hip-hop. And then checking the translations, she is indeed rapping about money and wealth. Uh, in one line, she says, Swarovski underwear, my pussy is sparkling, <laughs> uh, which is a reference to an Austrian company, Swarovski, who makes very expensive glass and like crystal jewelry and like rich people knickknacks. So she's saying like even her underwear is indicative of her wealth and power and you know, so so watching the video, which plays really close to a lot of the American rap videos, everyone's in expensive jewelry, like cash flying around, nice cars doing donuts all over the place. You know, all that might like otherwise indicate some kind of culturally appropriated, you know, stuff going on from from American black culture. But she somehow pulls it off so authentically that I don't think anyone's ever going to like pull her card on it. She just does it really well. And it's very entertaining. Yeah, and I love the fact that she's like literally floating on like this like ice bathtub in a fur yes. coat and it, there's just so much that I just love about this video cuz it is such a quintessential capitalist song that, you know, I just enjoy the living snot out of it. 
uh, our ear buddies, as usual, have great taste and great international ears. Our first ear buddy is Debbie, who brings Gwino's <laughs> Tear Ha More. She says, how about this Cornish jam, jam from Welsh artist Gweno? I hope it's Gweno or not Gweno or, you know, I'm probably butchering it, but it's somewhat very lovely and meditative. I believe that's about the landscape of a place because I read the little blurb that Gweno made about it. The fluty bits are amazing in the mix and I'm legit vibing to this. It is catchy, but not in this like pop way, but like a flowy wind inside your brain. Yeah, it's definitely super chill, very groovy, kind of beautiful, but like kind of drifty and ephemeral. And it actually has a really cool story that kind of ties into that feeling as well. Uh, Tir Hamor apparently translates to land and sea, and the lyrics basically translate a poem about the rider of the winds, like flying and dancing over the land and sea. And in this interview about this song, uh, Gwino said that she was really influenced a ton by a Cornish abstract painter named Peter Lanyon. Uh, he took up being a glider pilot, flying these small little gliding airplanes so that he could get this novel perspective of his homeland and like paint these gorgeous abstract paintings of the Cornish landscapes. So she wrote this song about like flying above the land and sea and the video intersperses th these really colorful, almost psychedelic renderings of some English landscapes with like equally trippy footage of Gwino singing and dancing. So just such a beautiful and enigmatic song and, and made even cooler by the story in that video. So, if we had, like, gliders in Memphis, what would we paint? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, obviously, it'd be a lot of uh, a lot of the Mississippi River, probably. Yeah. We'd, we'd see a good ton of that, and probably, uh, I don't know, what else? Um, I'm going to go with potholes. Yeah, definitely probably <laughs> some potholes you could see from outer space, I imagine. Yeah, some potholes, and uh, I, you know what? I would go with, like, once we get to swampy green time, swampy greeniness. Yeah, definitely a lot of that. A yeah. lot of algae, a lot of... <laughs> All that fun stuff. Blake is our next year buddy who brings the Mars Volta La Via La Via Kids.
think Mars Volta is known for being experimental to the max. And there was a time when I just didn't like them because of the people I knew who liked them. And I was wrong. I'll just admit, I was wrong. This is like all the good parts of heavy music, but like they splash in these very magical, um, I guess, Latin beats and kind of it almost feels like historical or classical music type of things. And I just love it. And I was wrong for not liking the Mars Volta and thinking they were too uh, masculine sounding at one point. It's <laughs> very big of you to admit. Um <laughs> Yeah, I remember buying this record as soon as it came out, immediately falling in love with this song on the first listen. Uh, over the course of the 12-minute runtime, they voyaged through several different genres, styles, and sounds, lots of the, the Latin influence as to be expected, but also kind of acid jazz and like heavy prog rock. And even the, in the middle and toward the end, they include like stretches of weird noise and ambient electronics. So it's like this really excellent cross-section of the sort of thing that the Mars Volta does musically. Uh, and it also has an incredible, actually a couple incredible guitar solos uh, from John Frusciante, who's best known as a guitar player for Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, as well as some trumpet work from Flea, who plays bass in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and then to top it all off, some drumming from John Theodore, who's just an insanely powerful drummer. He now plays with Zach De La Roca from uh, Rage Against the Machine in, in a new band called uh, One Day as a Lion, who we featured on the show recently. So, uh, yeah, the Mars Volta, just so talented, so eclectic, among the best of the best in the realm of, like, genre-bending music. And this record is their absolute best, in my opinion. I just need to go back and listen to this record more um, more unbiasedly, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Frank is our next everybody who brings Piper's Sunshine Kids. transports me to the most chillest cloudy day pool it is a warm day but the sun isn't like beating down on me this is like the one way you'll actually find me enjoying a pool or a seaside or anything is if it's cloudy or it's nighttime but it also has to be hot because I don't want to be cold um it's a really good lounge show song too so like think I don't know Las Vegas uh ideas you know what was that new Blade Runner? That one, but without smokiness. <laughs> um, and I just like the do-do-do's. Who doesn't love some do-do-do's? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, super smooth, super chill. Who knew that the Japanese had such a firm grasp on that breezy yacht rock sound? Uh, the album actually came out in 1984, so it would have been prime time for them to kind of cross over to an American audience, but I guess the world just wasn't ready for that Japanese yacht rock jazz fusion, I guess. Uh, listening to it now, I hear tons of potential for like sampling and, you know, for like synth wave or vapor wave music. 
I have to imagine that if I took a deep dive, I'd probably see their music popping up in some unexpected places. But you can be sure now that I'm aware of their tunes, I'm definitely going to be doing my best to kind of drop them in on people at the at every chance I get. Uh, really excited to hear this whole album. Definitely g- glad that Frank uh, brought them to the table today. Yeah, I totally was feeling like those yacht rock, yacht rock vibes and vaporwave themes. Um, because I think that vaporwave steals even from the aesthetic of this album cover. Which Certainly. is very, very vapor wavy. Just go ahead and look that up. It's magical. Our near next ear buddy is Timothy, who brings Autobach Beavers Don't Light My Fire. Don't light my fire. Go, 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 go. Don't light my fire. Why not to go to I totally like butchered that name. I think it's I think it's Otoboke Beaver. <laughs> Otoboke Beaver. There now that go. just sounds lewd. <laughs> right. It, I mean, probably is. <laughs> probably is. Yeah. It's so high energy. You know that feeling when you're slightly behind on leaving the house but can't find your keys. This is that sound. It's my internal soundtrack for those two minutes when I have no idea where my keys or my badge are. Terrifying. But then resolves into this, like, it's fine moment. And you're like, I don't even know why I was worried. I have no idea what the song's about. But that's how I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah, this one just absolutely rips. Uh, I thought it was going to be like some kind of standard poppy indie rock at first with the intro. Then they just blast into high gear and drop that thrashy noise punk on you. And then even whenever you think you have them figured out after a minute or so of that, like the guitars stray away from the fast punk chords and kind of stumble into the more angular, mathy, kind of dissonant lead riffs kind of like a more accessible hella or like a tame down melt banana uh i definitely love that kind of thing in a band being able to switch gears on a dime and make it work being able to draw from a lot of influences and make something cohesive and novel uh kind of like this band has uh it looks like they put on a hell of a show i definitely hope i get a chance to see that that spectacle live someday can you imagine it's gonna be like so high energy you're gonna like get uh, wear your fitbit to that show you know? Yeah, definitely. You're going to get a lot of exercise. There's probably going to be some rashes. There's probably going to be some some bruises after the show is over with. Oh, yeah. like uh, And I guess stay away from the mosh pit because they might be throwing some elbows. Our final ear buddy this week is Brandon, who brings Tinarawin Claire Ashell.
rhythmic hand clappy hand clappiness and if you're gonna noodle I completely approve of this noodling kind of vibe it's not um you know when people get lost in their own guitar solo and it becomes very navel gazy Mm-hmm. It's not that kind. Uh, I would also be a terrible person to take to a Grateful Dead or Fish concert. Just letting you know. Um, if you want a treat in history and like, I guess, Mali and Saharan Desert history, just check out their Wikipedia page. It's This is like not even just a band. This is a collective with like multi-generations of um, of members. It's really cool. Right, and uh, their music has roots in in political uprisings. They're a very political band. Uh, the the guy who formed the band went through some crazy shit when he was a kid. Uh, you know, dealing with some weird African, uh, you know, genocides and things like that. It's just insane. Definitely a, a crazy story that you want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Randolph showed me this band a while back. I was super into it. Uh, they really capture the best of, of world music in a really unique way. Uh, they bear the the unmistakable influence of like the African rhythm sections and the group vocals, but there's also a sort of familiar folkiness to the songwriting, and the guitars are really reminiscent of some more obscure like American blues playing. Uh, but there's something something more primal and authentic to what Tenerowin does. Uh, they're sort of like the pinnacle of that modern progression of all the world music influences that somehow converged into the American jam band thing. Like we can look at all the West African music that influenced prog rock and jazz fusion. And then that somehow bred jam bands. So like Tenerowin is the chaotic good version of what those original West African influences became before white dudes appropriated them, you know? Yes, I agree completely <laughs> because I think that they're amazing. Um, So this week, Mitchell, we got some feedback and yes. I'm so excited about this. So we got an email. Yay. Uh, and here's how the email goes. It says, so backstory here. I live in Utah and have never heard of you until this afternoon. I am a crossover from the TBTL podcast and I heard about you on today's episode number 3372. So I figured I might as well give them a shot. My first listen was the chillest of the beats and I thought, all right, I can groove to this. But the episode, Let's Get Aspirational, really made me smile. After you talked about your first cars, mine was a 1974 Nova, you played Pose, Angry Johnny, and the, the This Is The Day, which are two bands I saw back in the day and still listen to. So thank you, and I will stick around. Signed, Kevin Lynn. Oh, I'm excited. Yes, man. Thank you for the feedback, Kevin. Thank you for listening, and thank you for saying nice things about us. It's my favorite thing in the world as a Leo, just like feed our egos. <laughs> well, and I even listened to the episode that uh, that we I came up on TBTL, and I love the fact that um, one of the hosts was like, uh, everybody's got a podcast, and this one's actually good. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. But I was like, yeah, Luke, I know the show is great. Why else would I like be writing in and talking about them? And, um, of course, TB Tail gave me the inspiration to, like, really want to make a podcast. So I was, it made my heart all squishy. That's um, awesome. I'm so glad a 10 is listening to us. So thank you. <laughs> I so appreciate you, Kevin Lynn. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Woolite. And you can always tweet at the show at END Pod. You can always join the Facebook group, which is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. And you can always leave a voicemail 731 400 BUDS or 
731-400-2837. You can email the show, much like Kevin Lynn did, and endpod at gmail.com. We appreciate it so much. And then you can pretty much the search engine to find out which songs we use would be endpod. <laughs> <laughs> it's so accurate. <laughs> That's really it. endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. That's literally what we have to use to like look up stuff. But um, other than that, I I just struggle with, I struggle on the internet. Maybe someday someone will build us a, a really good website, but neither of us are very good at that. <laughs> no, like I try guys. I try. <laughs> we appreciate your effort. It's, it's better than nothing, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's what I can do. All right. It's what I can do. Um, it's great. Oh. We're so proud of you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. What is the final song this week, Mitchell? So I'm bringing a band called Boris and their song Ibitsu. Uh, Boris is a Japanese band who's been around since the early 90s, has always been a really amorphous band musically. Uh, Almost every album is completely different from the last. They span from slow, spacey post-rock with like the really pretty guitars to like loud, heavy, doomy riffs to like Camaro driving stoner rock. Uh, They've put out noise and drone records. They've put out shoegazy stuff. Just an insanely great band who's impossible to pigeonhole, impossible to categorize. Uh, This song is off one of their early albums called Akuma No Uda. And uh, even within the bounds of that single album, they span a ton of sonic territory. Uh, This song's definitely in the more upbeat and accessible category. And even though I have no idea what they're saying, it just makes me feel like speeding (laughs) through the desert in an El Camino or something. Just like super raucous, pure rock and roll from one of my favorite bands. So uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for the the feedback from Kevin. Enjoy Boris and their song Ibitsu.
Yeah, let's try that one more times.